You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. What a way to kick off the season there with that big, big game between the Cowboys and Buccaneers. An epic shootout there with Dak Prescott and Tom Brady. So, very good way for fantasy, definitely. We got a lot of points if we got our main guys in the lineup, with the exception of a couple guys and hint they were related to the backfield here so we'll break that down for you briefly before we dive into the order of business for this day which is lineup friday we'll do this every week we'll look at uh, fantasy football from a dfs perspective i will identify some key players that you want to target across the main four positions there quarterback running back wide receiver and tight end we'll look at the price points there both on DraftKings and FanDuel, where you want to look at them and how you want to consider them constructing your lineup so There'll be a variety there where you can pay up for a guy and get that value and a good return on investment there for a home run hitter, or you can uh, go in the middle and uh, build some uh, decent balance to your lineup, or you can uh, do the stars and scrubs thing where you find really good uh, bargain players at each position. So we'll get into all that here in a moment. I do have to remind you, it's not too late to listen up to the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 here on the Lockdown Network for previews of every team and every division from our local experts and Odyssey's NFL experts search Ultimate Season Preview 2021 today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's uh, quickly talk about what we saw on Thursday. Clearly, these two teams were passing the ball. The Cowboys' run defense improved. Uh, they struggled there in the Bucks. So Ronald Jones lost a fumble early. He was banished in the backfield. And Leonard Fournette looked okay. Not a lot of Gio Bernard there, except when they were trailing late in the game to set up the game-winning field goal there. 31-29. The Bucks win the game. Now, the big story here is Antonio Brown. He looked outstanding uh, for the Bucks. They threw downfield, made the big plays. Rob Gronkowski there scoring a couple touchdowns. So, clearly Tom Brady... It's trusting his guys. Remember, he brought in and recruited both of these guys, and he wants to keep showing that connection with Gronk is strong wherever they need it, especially in the red zone. And with uh, Antonio Brown, he's a big play threat. So what does that do for the rest? I mean, Chris Godwin did have a pretty good game. I know he lost that key fumble late that made the game a little bit more interesting than it should have been, but he also had the first touchdown there of the game. He was involved heavily working the slot and uh, getting open there. Maybe he pushed off there near the end uh, when he had the 100-yard uh, total surpass there. But Godwin and Brown seem like they're going to be okay consistently. Mike Evans, a little touchdown, big play dependent. When Godwin is getting the scores, when Gronk is getting the scores, and Brown is making the big plays, where does that leave Evans? It had to be a little frustrating there, not getting as many targets. But Evans has kind of been a boomer bust type player if you look at his career of late. He's but multiple touchdown dependent, needs the big plays to come his way. Now the matchup looked really great for Evans, so we thought he was going to come through, but it got even better there for Brown working against Anthony Brown and some of the weaker extra corners. As Trayvon Diggs actually really balled out here, that kind of hurt Evans. Remember, he almost had that diving interception late. So what we learned is Evans, be patient with him. If Brady doesn't like the matchup there and he didn't like it with Diggs, he's going to feed Brown and Godwin a lot. 
and uh, pivot away. And remember, Brown just a couple years ago was the elite fantasy football receiver for the Steelers, and he still has that high level of talent. So Gronk isn't going anywhere. He's going to be a big part of what they do. A little bit touchdown dependent, but the volume and the flow of the game actually helped him get involved a little bit more as well as the matchup against the Cowboys. So I think Gronk will be a little bit more boomer bust. I think he'll toggle between Gronk and Evans. I think he'll get most consistency out of Godwin and uh, you know, Brown, the big play. So Evans, seeing the value cut in, it maybe sometimes too many mouths to feed there where you need a consistent role. And that was definitely a concern in that one. Tom Brady, of course, tying it all together, had a big game, taking care of business with his uh, four TDs there. One to Brown, one to Godwin, two to Gronk here. So Tom Brady's going to be fine all year. It looks like he can push for those 40 touchdowns again. Now, the running game, however, Fournette just didn't look all that good. This offensive line, pretty good in pass protection, setting things up for Tom Brady. But the run blocking is a little suspect. Fournette didn't run with enough conviction. He had a nice little catch there. It was tough there. So Fournette was still the pass catcher until they trailed late with Bernard. And Jones, we'll see if he can rebound after being doghoused. He lost that fumble. Bruce Arians was upset. That was it. That's all we saw with Ronald Jones. And the game script didn't call for Ronald Jones to come back and play power close in this game as we expected either. So a lot of things didn't work there. So this is why we were a little bit skeptical of diving into the Bucks backfield there. and We saw it come to fruition right away in week one. Now, the Cowboys backfield is Ezekiel Elliott still. Tony Pollard was sprinkled in there, but... Tough sledding for Elliott. They only uh, ran him 11 times in the game. They were very careful against this Bucks number one re- defense two years running. We knew it was going to be a bit of a struggle for him to get tough yards uh, there all game. And the Cowboys just simply said we're going to throw 59 times with Dak, uh, 58 pass attempts there. Dak looked great. So Ezekiel Elliott will get his. The passing game is going to open things up in the running game. Remember, Ezekiel Elliott was producing at a very high level when this passing game was doing a lot of explosive things early in the season with Dak. So be patient. Don't give up on Zeke. They get the Chargers next week. I bet that he'll be a lot more effective there, balanced there. But the game plan certainly called for not much running against the Bucks front with Vita Vea and Dominican Sue and Chuck it all around, especially when that injury happened to Sean Murphy bunting early in the game. It's all about CeeDee Lamb. All about Amari Cooper. Unfortunately, Michael Gallup might have had a little bit more action. He was uh, hot in the first half, but got hurt there. We'll see how that injury plays out. But Cedric Wilson stepped up. And uh, clearly tight ends are going to be a committee. More so Dalton Schultz than uh, Blake Jarwin. So not much to see there. But be patient with Zeke in that running game and be very excited about uh, Dak delivering in that passing game. It looks like Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb both have potential to have top 12 finishes. They're both really high-end wide receiver twos, and they hit kind of wide receiver one ceilings out of the gate. Cooper with the two scores. Lamb could have had a much better, bigger game, but still he was awesome. The target domination between Cooper and Lamb getting open, especially when Gallup went down uh, and the secondaries banged up for the Bucks was a beautiful thing to see. So Dak's going to be locked into your lineup as a QB1 going forward here. Cooper, Lamb, Elliott, they're all in your lineup with the Bucks. Certainly you cannot take out Brown, and you certainly have to think about Gronkowski. If you have question marks at tight end, if you don't have Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, or Mark Andrews, uh, Kyle Pitts, even uh, then you start looking. But Gronk is going to be a bit up and down there. So a lot of things to look at here that you can find and extract some value and uh, understand certain situations are going to be there in your favor in time, but uh, other situations are probably not going to play out the way you want, including the Bucks backfield. The flip side of that with the positivity should be with Zeke and the Cowboys backfield. All right, so that takes care of uh, looking at the Sunday night 
you know, Thursday night special, Sunday night football is how they brand it there. So it, we still know it played out on Thursday. A lot more action here to come, and uh, we'll get into more in our next segment. We're looking at DFS, the value players I'm targeting across positions, we will do that. I do have to tell you more about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar, and celebrate freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Like me, I love double chocolate, salted caramel. Those are two of my favorites. Uh, mint brownie and uh, peanut butter brownie as well. Their other core flavors are coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. So those sound like desserts, don't they? And that's what they are. Protein bars that taste like dessert. Absolutely delicious. The only way to find out what your favorite flavor is to get a mix box where you can two each of nine of the classic flavors here. Built Bar flavors are the best tasting, but they're also healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams protein, 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. And always look out for one of their special flavors, such as Grasshopper Cookie, their version of Thin Mint Cookie. They have a lot of those type of uh, flavors that you must check out. So get whatever you like, order today. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so that's pretty cool. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% of your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, let us uh, turn our attention. We broke down a Thursday night game. Great one for fantasy football. If you got involved with that, your juices are flowing here for playing some DFS and get involved on the main slate, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Now, we're going to do a double dose here, looking at uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, the players that you want to target at different price points across the positions. Uh, quarterbacks are a good place to start. You have Kyler Murray. He's a guy that I'm looking at for sure. The Titans' defense, they've improved, made some tweaks there, but it's Kyler Murray. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. You could look at Ryan Tannehill on the other side, but I think they'll try to control a little bit more with Derrick Henry because this uh, Cardinals' pass defense is a little bit better with J.J. Watt and company. So I think uh, Kyler, however, you're going to see a high volume from him with DeAndre Hopkins and uh, doing some damage there all over the field. Uh, we'll see how it plays out between Ronda Moore and A.J. Green and some of these other weapons there for but I don't see the Cardinals really having a lot of uh, consistent success running the ball. I think the game script is going to call for Murray to do a lot of damage. Uh, I know he doesn't want to run as much, but I think those opportunities are going to rise against that Titans defense and ability to get the ball downfield. So Kyler Murray is the high-end quarterback I'm targeting. 7,600 there on DraftKings, 8,400 on FanDuel. Then we go to our next guy. We go to the tier range of this. 6,000s, uh, 7,000s at DraftKings and FanDuel, respectively. It's uh, Jalen Hurts is one, 6,400 on DraftKings, 7,600 on FanDuel. Kirk Cousins of the Vikings, 63 and 72. Let's discuss these guys. Jalen Hurts uh, gets the Falcons here. It should be a negative game script. I don't think the Eagles can stop much of what the Falcons are doing here. So a lot of volume we're going to see from uh, Jalen Hurts for sure, and the running upside is there. Not great linebackers for Atlanta trying to chase him down here. And uh, we know he was averaging uh, 23, 24 uh, fantasy points per game, depending on your scoring format last year when he was starting for the Eagles. Now he gets Nick Sirianni, is in a dome. Matt Ryan's on the other side. I like the value here. So, Kyler, yeah, you can pay up to get him, but I like this uh, kind of tier as well, the 64-76 combo there for uh, Jalen Hurts. You look at uh, Kirk Cousins, great matchup against the Bengals. They will be without former Vikings cornerback uh, Trey Waynes. He was pretty good for them a couple years ago, but really thin secondary. I think the Bengals are going to probably sell out, try to stop the run, slow down Dalvin Cook early. Cook will get his and be fine, but Cousins, a play action downfield, is going to be opening up quite a bit for his uh, receiver. So 
even with the two guys that he's looking at white out and some other guys maybe in the mix here for the Vikings, 6,300 on DraftKings, 7,200 on FanDuel. So get Kirk Cousins win while you can. He could be missing some time with the situation and all that here. So Hurts Cousins, I think, is the sweet spot here if you want a good return on investment without having to spend too much but also not being uh, totally uh, looking for those really bargain basement deals. Well, if you're going to do that, that's fine. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's more of a 2-15-2. I wouldn't expect a big game from him because I think the 49ers' positive game script in Detroit will call for a lot of running, but there's enough where his weapons, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel should do enough damage while the game is still in doubt and uh, the 49ers try to build a big lead here. So 5,500-6,900 respectively on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel for Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a pretty good target this week in the lower end. Another guy I'm looking at, don't forget about Terod Taylor here. 5,300 DraftKings, 1,600 FanDuel playing the Jaguars. I think everyone's on Trevor Lawrence and that's certainly a good value here, but you look at the other side, uh, Taylor, I mean, really cheap you can get him. He's got that running ability as well. We know the Jaguars defense still has a lot left to be desired here. There's going to be some opportunities. If the Jaguars can lead with Lawrence, that's going to open things up for Tyra Taylor to throw a lot to Brandon Cooks, dump-offs to David Johnson and all that. So there are ways for Taylor to produce. He can always pop into the end zone and put up some good rushing yards himself and then uh, be helped in the passing game with enough weapons where garbage points are going to be available for the Texans. Look at this way. If Deshaun Watson was in there, you're going to look at him in this matchup as maybe the top quarterback on the board or at least top three here with the opportunities, even if he had this weaker receiving core. So Taylor's a lesser version. We know that much worse there overall. I mean, Watson is a special player when he's out there, but again, you look at uh, Tyrod, 53 and 68, some good values there for sure. Now let's pivot to running backs. If there's one guy I'm going to pay up for, and we know he can have an explosive game, this is a guy that you might look at more in tournaments than cash games here on uh, DraftKings and Fiddle. 8600 on both sites is the price for Alvin Kamara. Is he going to have a 5, 6, 7 touchdown game that uh, we're hoping for that uh, will channel some of his uh, best action from 2020. I don't know for sure, but the Packers certainly have some linebacker question marks. Uh, both Smiths there, Zadarius and Preston. A little bit hurting coming in on the edge here going into this game. The Saints, the biggest asset still is their offensive line. You also cannot run pass very well on the Packers. So Alvin Kamara is the way to beat them. Get the speed, linebacker, get him into space, use him in the passing game. Really trust uh, James Winston to check down a lot to him. He needs to be the centerpiece and dominate the touches. And you'll see Alvin Kamara do just that in this particular game. So it should it should be a lot of fun to see what uh, Kamara can do. But certainly, if you're looking for someone who can explode for that massive game to carry your DK or FD lineup here, Alvin Kamara is the target uh, coming out of the gate as a centerpiece of uh, Sean Payton's offense without Drew Brees. And again, the matchup is excellent against Green Bay. Much worse uh, team against running backs and uh, backs out of the backfield to catch passes than uh, downfield passing and all that. James Robinson, a little bit uh, undervalued here. I think he's going to be busy for the Jaguars. I actually do like the Jaguars to beat the Texans here. So I think the game script could also be fair. Well, we know Robinson was very consistent and valuable. I'm not sure you're going to see a lot of Carlos Hyde in this one anyway. So 6400 for him for him. Uh, DraftKings and 59 on FanDuel. So pretty good to value there for James Robinson as a guy that you can plug in as your RB2 this week in both uh, season-long and DFS and feel very comfortable and uh, expect him to exceed those expectations here. Najee Harris is an interesting guy to get in. 6,300 there on DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. The Steelers, rookie first-round money back making his debut in Buffalo. We really like his uh, potential, obviously, uh, Alabama, the pedigree and all that, but they can't really throw on the 
Bills. It didn't really work out well when they did that with Ben Roethlisberger last year. So I see, expect a lot of uh, Najee Harris here being involved right away. They want to have their shiny new toy work it here. Their offensive line, I think, is uh, revamped, and we know it's a little bit better there in run blocking than pass protection. So everything screams to Harris getting a lot of touches. He's going to be involved in the passing game as well here. So 25 to 30 touches and getting that, and I think he'll convert that into good production as the best Steelers offensive option on the field against it. Improved tricky Bills defense, but Harris will get the job done as the centerpiece there as well. You can also look at Antonio Gibson. You're getting him maybe as a discount early. 5907000 for him. So pretty good values here for the Washington back, the Chargers. A pretty good pass defense in progress here with Brandon Staley, but maybe it's still going to be a little bit vulnerable against the run. So I like that. And then Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I know it could be at some point a Trey Sermon show, and I think you might see Trey Sermon have some value in the second half of this game with a game script there for Detroit. But 5800 and $6,100, respectively, DraftKings and Fandle for Raheem Mostert. He's out there when he's healthy. You know, it's very productive. This 49ers running game is really hard to stop. And I think they'll be going downhill with the lead here in the second half. So Mostert. And uh, if you're looking uh, for kind of a lower in flex play, Trey Sermon, Mostert is an RB2. But in uh, DFS, certainly that value for Mostert is uh, too good to pass up. All right, let's go to wide receiver here. The two guys I would pay up for are Calvin Ridley, 7,900 on DraftKings, 81 on FanDuel. Great matchup against the Eagles. Uh, depleted secondary. We know he can have a big game. I think he's going to eat up targets. All over the field for Matt Ryan. Just a great matchup for him and Kyle Pitts in the passing game. As the Falcons, I think, trust them to win this game a little bit more. Because I think the Eagles have more key holes that they can exploit that the Falcons have the strengths with with Ridley and Pitts than the Eagles do on the other side. But it'll be a fun game and a fantasy football game we want to have a lot of exposure to on uh, DK and uh, FanDuel and DFS this week. Alright, let's look at the next guy. It's Justin Jefferson, 7700 and 8000 are his price points. They're DK and FD. You have Adam Thielen, 7000 and 7300 as well. A little bit cheaper there if you want to go that route. But Justin Jefferson Adam Thielen, again, we mentioned no Waynes. The secondary is pretty bad for the Bengals. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. You could definitely pivot and look for a Bengals receiver, but I think a Vikings receiver just out of necessity, you know, having two of them. One of these guys could have big games. They already have hot... High floors there for uh, cash games, but also some really nice boost to four tournaments. If I was, I was going to go one way or the other, I'd say Thielen more in a cash game. Jefferson, the big play guy with the touchdowns, more in the realm of tournaments. Now, Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, 5,700, 6,500 there for the 49ers wide receiver. The hamstring injury is not an issue. You can uh, pay a little bit more for Debo Samuel, but I'm going to look for Ayuk there getting involved with Jimmy Garoppolo. Warm it up, making some big plays against his, against that line. Secondary, Jeffrey Akuda has a little bit improved. We'll see where he's at with uh, Debo Samuel or who else in coverage here. But Ayuk, certainly they can move around the formation, make some big plays, play off George Kittle in the running game pretty well. So Ayuk is definitely intriguing to me if you're looking for a stack there. So we talked about uh, Jimmy G. Ayuk potential stack, maybe Cousins and or Jefferson or Thielen stack. I wouldn't stack Robbie Anderson here. 5,700 DraftKings, the same price as Ayuk. 6,200, a little bit cheaper on FanDuel versus Ayuk there. So, revenge game. I'm not interested too much in investing highly in Sam Darnold because I don't know what you're going to get. But Anderson against this uh, secondary of the Jets that's rebuilding his former team. Darnold, his uh, former quarterback, reuniting there. Anderson's off to a start. And uh, I'd much rather him have him much cheaper than paying up for DJ Moore. Russell Gage, another Falcons guy you cannot totally ignore here. 5300 and 5700 for prices respectively on DK and FD. He's going to get involved whether they use the 11 personnel with three wideouts there or 12 
with Hayden Hurst and uh, Pitts out there tight end. Gage is going to be involved as the number two behind Ridley. So, bit of a sleeper again. The Eagles secondary really thin this week uh, in the back end. So, in general, that's been a bugaboo for them. So, 5,357, uh, Russell Gage can get some value. And finally, on the other side of that game, uh, Devonta Smith. We hinted at having Hurts in there. Smith is the technician. He can run her all over the field. 4,500, really cheap there on DraftKings. 5,300 in Fandle. So, good spot for the rookie. Heisman Trophy, reigning winner, first-round pick. Good opportunities there, and Smith, I don't think, disappoints. Now, a tight end, surprise, surprise, I wouldn't mind paying up for Travis Kelsey. I don't really like paying up for George Kittle or Darren Waller. Mark Andrews is uh, not on the main slate this week. So, I'm looking uh, look, looking at Kelsey here, definitely as the target, 83 and 85. I always think about Kelsey, see what I can do with my lineup there with him. So, almost every week he gets consideration paying up a tight end. If you want to go to the flip side of that, you can go really cheap at uh, tight end and look at the Jonu Smith at 4,149 there on uh, Fandle. So 4,149, the DraftKings and Fandle for Jonu Smith. I think he's going to be more involved than you think with Mac Jones. I think he's going to be a key target here. Nelson Aguilar also pretty banged up going into the game. Jonu has more uh, practice time and chemistry with Mac Jones over Hunter Henry. So good little sleeper there. You can also look at Austin Hooper, only 4,000 on DraftKings, 5,100 on Fandle here to the bargain basements. There, Hooper, I think, will be a lot more involved there. It's a good matchup against the Chiefs for uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns thrown to the tight end. So, Hooper and Johnny, a bit of a crowd going into the season, but I think they can have uh, some more unheralded value here in this situation with uh, their quarterbacks here in general as the, these teams can run the ball well, play off that, play off their offensive lines to have uh, production from tight end. Finally, the guy in the middle that I'm looking at, 4,400 only for Kyle Pitts. There another attachment to this Falcons Eagles game, six thousand there on Fanduel. So very good uh, there. A little bit pay up on Fanduel, so a little bit better value there for Pitts on uh, DraftKings. But certainly the Eagles have been a mess against a tight end. I don't think they're that much better there in linebacker safety. So again, Kyle Pitts is where I'm looking at. Uh, so if I'm going middle of the road, it's him. If I'm going up, going all the way up to Kelsey, going lower, going to Hooper or Jonu Smith of the Patriots. All right, so that takes care of uh, now our uh, DFS uh, targets here, cross positions here, quarterback, running back, wide receivers, and tight ends. Great for your lineup construction. We put it all in a blender from what we learned on our Matchup Wednesday, Matchup Thursday shows. If you missed those, those are comprehensive looks there at all the games on the slate here for Sunday and Monday now with the Bucks and Cowboys already in the book. We already... No, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back in the great iron to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Got all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lost that bet, your wager is going to be refunded up to $25. That's for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. So if you took advantage of that bet, maybe one, and congratulations to you if you got things on the Buccaneers side and, that, and or chose the Cowboys, uh, that you will have a free bet there to take advantage of. So hope you did that there, and uh, but you want to get involved right now on, on BetOnline. Still, BetOnline is the fastest and way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for that 100% welcome bonus when you sign up 
today. All right, uh, we will close the show as we do every lineup Friday with a look at the injury report. So we'll just go straight down the line, uh, position by position, what we've learned so far, who's in danger of missing games, who's fine and good to go here. So let's start. Tyrod Taylor starting, Deshaun Watson sitting out for the Texans, uh, not for an injury reason. Carson Wentz will be starting with a foot injury uh, there for the Colts. Trey Lance has a right finger issue. You might not see him out there for the 49ers and Jimmy G. There, we're burning the lead here. The Ravens lost Gus Edwards to a major knee injury. They uh, had Le'Veon Bell in the practice squad. They added Devonta Freeman. Now they're looking at Latavius Murray in the mix here behind uh, now Tyson Williams here. So Tyson Williams is the lead guy for now, but they're going to mix in these veteran backs. So opportunity for Bell, Murray, and Freeman, one of these guys to stand out. But they just need some bodies here after losing... Uh, now, J.K. Dobbins and Edwards, just a shell of a team. They also lost Mark Ingram in the offseason. So they'll find a way to run the ball. Tyson Williams uh, has a chance to be the breakout player of 2021 if he can hold that role down well against the Raiders here in Week 1. Damian Williams with an oblique will be available behind David Montgomery in Chicago. DeAndre Swift uh, is exaggerated his usage. He's going to be full use here with a growing injury practicing in full. Josh Jacobs will monitor that through Monday there was a toe injury. Again, not interested in Jacobs or Kenny Drake until we see what happens. Austin Eckler, real concern. He had the hamstring last year. It's nagged him early. Didn't practice for two days to start the week. So Justin Jackson might be getting some key touches here against Washington. Uh, they do have Josh Kelly and some other guys that they can work in. But Jackson would be the main replacement, you would think, for Eckler, as we saw it play out last year. You have uh, Salman Ahmed dealing with the back injury, not going right there to the Dolphins. Change of pace back against the Patriots here this week, but he'll be in the action, uh, cutting into Miles Gaskin a little bit. Alexander Madison, only a handcuff to Dalvin Cook. He's fine with a ribs injury. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a little bit limited. I would try to avoid Hilaire in DFS. Uh, maybe look at him in, uh, more as a flex play this week. Just careful about that injury here against the Browns. The Browns are also a very good run defense this week. Saquon Barkley. You still got to play him more as an RB2 again with that knee injury uh, there maybe being nursed in the lineup a little bit. Chris Carson, good to go with his back injury. We'll see about Rashad Penny if he has a backup role. He's got a calf issue that has had him limited in practice. Now, Emmanuel Sanders has been limited. That might uh, keep him out of uh, key touches there this week. I don't know if they need him as much against the Steelers, his former team, in a trickier matchup, but something to keep an eye on. Darnell Mooney has a back issue. He's been limited as well, so... We'll see who can avoid that John Ramsey matchup. If he's in there, Alan Robinson might see a lot of Ramsey, and Mooney would have an opportunity there against the Rams on Sunday night. Odell Beckham Jr. feeling better with the knee, but still an injury report with limited practices. They're being careful, managing him a little bit, so come back stronger and healthier this year. Cortland Sutton feels really good with that knee injury. It tore the ACL there in early in the season last year against the Steelers, so fully back here. Cortland Sutton at 100%, but he's not going to love the matchup he has against James Bradbury this week. Paris Campbell, again, a little bit of a sleeper. Uh, he's going to be involved there with an Achilles, uh, healthy, uh, playing off uh, Michael Pittman Jr. But, again, wait-and-see approach with the Colts passing. And Michael Hardman is going to play. Now, there's some concern with his oblique injury, but still more of a backup to uh, Tyreek Hill to me. Devontae Parker, if you need him, he's available for the Patriots so without Stephon Gilmore on the other side. So that could help Parker produce a little bit. But there's also Jalen Waddle there. And uh, no Will Fuller this week. So Parker would have had more value than you think. You look at Preston Williams, he's going to be in the lineup with the foot. Nelson Aguilar got a downgrade there in practice with an ankle injury. So that's why we said it could be a lot of Joe New and throwing to the tight ends and running the ball there against the Dolphins. Plus, the Dolphins have a great secondary with uh, Damian Howard and Byron Jones. So keep that in mind with the. Uh, the Saints, uh, Traquan Smith popped up. He had a hamstring injury nagging him in the preseason. It uh, 
kind of aggravated itself there and popped up in the injury report. So Traquan might not be there, but that actually may not be good for Marcus Callaway because it almost guarantees that the Packers will put Jair Alexander on the young uh, Packers hopeful wide receiver there. Kenny Galladay in a hamstring and carried Kadarius Toney, the first-round pick in hamstring. Two notable newcomers for the Giants. They're both healthy. They'll be out there for the Broncos. I would avoid, I want to wait and see what the roles are between Galladay and Toney, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton with the offense. Jameis Crowder may not play with the COVID-19 list. That could open the door for Elijah Moore. Keelan Cole also a little bit banged up as well. So watch out for Elijah Moore being involved quite a bit behind Corey Davis this week. Brandon Ayuk is going to play through the hamstring for the 49ers against the Colts, or 49ers, I should say. That's who they're playing. Indoors in the Midwest, close enough. But Ayuk is the guy that you want, again, in the lineup a lot in DFS. D. Eskridge, he could be a guy that cuts in at some point. Dwayne Eskridge, he was named that in the draft with toe injury. So far, he's involved there behind Tyler Lockett. So I think he'll make Lockett expendable, but Eskridge still available, someone you need to know. A.J. Brown is going to always have the knee issue, going to get some rest in the middle of the week. He's good to go for the Cardinals game. Curtis Samuel not going to play with that growing. It just doesn't look good uh, for him early in his uh, career with Washington football team. At tight end, uh, Nick Boyle a little bit banged up, so you could see a little bit more Mac- Mark Andrews for the Ravens there against the Raiders on Monday night. No fans had been dealing with a knee issue, but he's fully good to go. They might need to throw to him quite a bit. Again, uh, with those wide receivers having tough matchups and that underrated New York Giants on defense on the field. TJ Hawkinson batting for his shoulder. Tough matchup against the 49ers, but he's still in there hoping for still solid tight end one production when it's said and done. Jack Doyle just being rested. I think he'll have more involvement than you think in the Colts offense, but for now, we're not looking at him. Tyler Conklin playing through a hamstring for the Vikings. He's now their number one tight end with Irv Smith down, so we'll see how that plays out. But wait and see approach with Conklin. Evan Ingram going to miss the Broncos game. And uh, Kyle Rudolph playing with a foot injury, so not going to be trusting too much in them. So I expect the Giants with Daniel Jones to let loose. They have to see what they have with Galladay and Tony and Shepard and Slayton. And again, the two, the two tight ends being banged up probably doesn't help the cause there to have uh, 12 personnel and help the running game and uh, Saquon Barkley here this week. All right, so there you have a look here at uh, everything you need to know to wrap up the week here on Locked On Fantasy Football. We uh, got through our uh, Thursday night uh, takeaways there for the Bucks and Cowboys. We got through uh, the DFS advice players to target across the board, across price points and positions. And then we closed here looking at uh, the injury reports that are going to affect outcomes this week. So, Remember all that and uh, consider that put in your brain to have the best possible lineups whether you're playing season-long or DFS. This is the end of the progressive of the week that we do every week going into NFL kickoff Sunday there with uh, Locked on Fantasy Football. We'll be doing this, uh, so we'll come back to random Monday, the takeaways, uh, key takeaways from every game on the schedule there for you. We'll do it rapid fire there to get a little bit more expedited there. So we'll look there. Then Tuesday, we'll look at our waiver wire advice. That's called Pickup Tuesday for us. So giving you that recommendations there as well as a little bit of a Monday Night Football breakdown when needed there. Uh, then Wednesday and Thursday, two matchup shows. Matchup Wednesday, matchup Thursday. So that's how it kind of sets up. We'll break down all the games. Then we end up with the lineup Friday. Tie up all the loose ends here for you. So you get all the comprehensive information straight. Nonsense, no to the point here for you. No uh, nonsense at all here that we're talking about. We know your time is important. We want to get through it and get through everything we can here every weekday during the fantasy football season. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be getting ga- guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosting by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. 
Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. Good luck in all your games, contests this weekend, and we'll see you on the flip side through the weekend on Monday.